Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. We both know that we're grown. Real experiences, real conversations. Like a real woman would. Okay. Today we're talking about retirement. Are you guys ready for that? Hmm. See, first let me just start off by saying I'm 40. But I'm always planning and I'm always thinking about when retirement comes. And so we have some retired people at the table and some people that are preparing for retirement. And so we we want to dive into that whole conversation. So check this out. Stanford University researchers determine if you start saving at age 25, you'll need to save 10 to 17 percent of your income to retire at age 65 if you want to maintain your current lifestyle. If you wait until age 35 to begin saving, you'll need to bank 15 to 20 percent of your income Mm. to retire comfortably at age 65. Their data revealed that the vast majority of families are not on a path to save enough money so they can retire by 65, which means they'll either have to work longer or find a way to live on less money in retirement or some combination of those two things. That's big talk right there. You know, I, I'll, I'll say this is Vicki, and um, I think retirement means a, a lot of different things. I, I do, I, when I listen to those statistics, it could be a little depressing because then I realized that we did not get on the path of saving the right uh, percentages, and that's because life took over. That's because you're raising children and then you have grandchildren, it's just, just your quality of life. So here we are stuck in the middle of a, a statistical study, and I'm thinking, now what do we do? My husband retired this year, this past year. He's been retired for six months. Did we plan it? Not really. But because he took a different path in his career, it was necessary that he retire one career and start a new one. So we're in the middle of a new career uh, as an elected official, so it's real different. So we're living on less money, but uh, probably on more activity. So I think it's it's the quality of life that you want to have. Even though we retired and our income went down, we still haven't suffered with the quality of life that we want. We still have maintained that. And then we have learned our needs are very different. Our children are grown now. It's very different. We didn't downsize per se, but we don't have car notes. We don't, it's a lot of things we don't have and we're enjoying that. So I think it's a most, it's, it's a mental state as well. I have to agree with Vicki. Uh, this is Dolores. Um, I love to say and just share with everyone that I, I say I'm, I'm retired without a retirement, mm. if I can say that. Well, however, I don't feel like I'm, I've missed anything. And I say that because I am married to a wonderful man who did plan for retirement. And I'll go back to when we talk about we both worked in corporate America, but he remained in his job, in his company, all those years. So he retired after some 40-something years where I had many jobs. And then because of his job, you know, we moved out of town. We, You know, I had to quit my job to move. So I had to always start over. But I still did very well. I always had a corporate job where I received maybe good pension when I left. So I had to invest that money. So I would just say to people, you know, Whatever age you are, start saving something. And I will also say to the shoppers, mm-hmm. 
Stop shopping so much. <laughs> and I say that I say that now being an older person looking back because I definitely was a shopper. Oh. I mean, I should have a stock in Lord and Taylor's, really. <laughs> and so, I, I truly, because I think back at I, I, that type of money that we're spending, and that's money that could have been saved. Mm. So I really try to preach that to my to my child, my grandchildren about let's save more. This is this is Libya. I I totally agree with that, and I I think the one thing that um, I heard you say too is the investment piece. I think in 2019, in during this time, that you know, saying that how you can retire is probably the most important thing because retirement looks different now than what it did 40 years ago 30 years ago where there was the pension plan there were all these things and it was for you to live uh, comfortably in retirement well that doesn't happen anymore jobs are no longer doing that because of economic uh, situations that they are encountering so the retirement plan does not look the same the 401k matching program does not look the same so you are forced now to figure out other ways to retire comfortably it could be that you do take on a second kind of career whether it's entrepreneurship or you become an investor in, into something early on and once you do that then you figure out oh wow i for, for example i invested in, in microsoft stock years and years ago when it was like 30 something dollars per uh, share well now is it's a hundred and some dollars per share and so i think that is is the educational piece to know that it's not just for us you know we need to save and that's a good thing but the way that life is and the way that the cost of living is and i'm like you dolores i i'm a contractor so i go from job to job and, and so the saving piece is harder in that perspective because when you don't work you don't get paid and so you are saving but you also got to have something else that you're putting in the pot that's going to return something for you when you get to the place of retirement um the last thing i'll say too and vicky you uh kind of touched on it is that it is a mindset like i think about that whole plan of i am single so i'm not married so my thing is i, I don't know if i'm going to be married so i have to think about what life looks like in my own space of retirement without that second income so what is my supplemented income what what are my gifts what are things that i can do so that when i get to the place of retirement i don't want to have to wait to to retire from a job at 65. i want to be able to get out of there at 55. Uh, but i have to do some things in order to do that maybe you know my biggest thing that i want to do is buy a franchise to me that that says to me that i do have the secure living when i get to the point of quote unquote what society calls retirement age and it, it requires us to have a different way of thinking uh, when it comes to retirement because what retirement did look like this is elisha by the way uh, what retirement looked like 10 to 15 20 years ago it doesn't look the same anymore um, and you're so right it forces us to uh, bear the burden on planning you know that long-term um, gratification um, which may not have been taught as much in the african-american community so what we have 
begin to do is to adopt an image lifestyle and it requires us to look th- look at life like we've made it differently because we're able to purchase a home mm-hmm. we've able to purchase a car and so we've lived right there we haven't been awakened mm-hmm. in the whole concept of planning for mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. you know and like you said Vicki you said life kind of happened mm-hmm. and so we get distracted by mm-hmm life happening and then you look up and it's time to make a decision about retirement mm-hmm. and but I like that you said that your husband planned so mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about that Delois of what what did planning look like um, for him well I would say when he started his company in corporate America he was 23 years old and so in corporate America one thing they do when they send you to HR and everything they they sign you up for everything and so at that point they sign you up for uh, the savings plan, the match plan. And at that time, uh, they had 401ks, and they matched heavily. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things Libby was talking about, heavily, which afforded him, when he retired, big money because he saved all his life since he was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, other plans and uh, bonus money, you know, uh, he liked to spend, I would say he liked to shop too. He, he did. He, he liked to shop, too. But I, I'm just blessed, and everybody out there may not be, so that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation because it is very, very important to find your financial planner, you know, someone to talk to, to especially if you have even come into a huge sum of money or you may have received something as a beneficiary. It's important to maybe just invest that start somewhere because I would say for us, we're, we're fine, we're great because he will get paid for life. That was something, as, and as Liberty talked about, that is no more now companies are not doing that anymore I worked for a lot of fortune 500 companies too great companies but I think my issue was this goes back to Alicia's talking about things were just not taught as a younger age I really wasn't taught about money I'm taught I go to work I got my good job I make my money I spend it on Friday when I get my check you know go put something in layaway that's what it was back then but I look back and say if I had all that money I spent because I spent a lot of money over the years I invested money wrongly over the years so I'm thinking uh, it's more about us thinking smart now, yeah. being smart. So I'm glad we can share this with others so they won't fall into the pitfalls I know I fell into. I'm just blessed I have a husband who, who has a great retirement, so it will be with him for life. It also, if something happens to him or in death, I'm still taken care of. Right. So we're fine in that aspect, but not. we could even been a lot better, mm-hmm. you know, because we didn't know even say more because a lot of times we're like well we're gonna save a little bit but the more you put in the company especially if your company gonna match you yes toe for toe do it do it that's what i said you know one thing too dolores i think as you talk i was thinking probably the question would be what would you say to your younger self what would we say to our younger selves and I think we all would say some different things Absolutely. 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And, but the value of that, because I, rem- I think it's Maya Angelou said it, when you know better, you do better. And so we've, we, you've discovered some things. And the beauty of this is by us having this dialogue, we're sharing it for the generation that is behind us. My, my parents taught me a tremendous work ethic. They really did. But they taught me only how to work. I lived to work. My parents lived to work. They didn't live to play. So that's why they didn't even teach us about vacations. Our concept of vacations was a family reunion. That's it. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. 
And so it's hard now that I'm around a big a bigger sphere of people. I see people know how to play. Libby's one of those. Libby know how to play. <laughs> and so it's like, when I grow up, I'm, I'm going to be like Libby. <laughs> and I'm the oldest one in the room right now. And so I, I feel like I, 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 I woke up a little later to learn how to play because I do believe the value of saving. I do believe in the value of planning. I believe in the value of a strong work ethic. I believe in the value of, of several streams of income. And I think Alicia will talk about that S streams of income, but you must learn how to balance life out with play. Yeah. What is it to pray uh, to work all the time and have no balance and playing and enjoying the fruits of your labor. Well, that has a lot to do with the financial planning. And so, you know, because I'm married to a financial planner, you know, I am totally submerged and forced um, mm -hmm. to know how to financially plan. And so one of the things I can tell you that my husband does is he talks about, uh, you know, the concept of not being able to have everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times we want it all at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. And we don't really pace ourselves of where we can have different things yes. at different times. And I think in our African-American culture, like you said, Vicki, we haven't been taught on the front end of what that is supposed to look like. Um, we see other cultures doing different things, but we don't understand the process of getting those things. So then that's when we go out and we get credit that we're not supposed to have. That's when we go out and do bad investments that we're not supposed to have. And then what about the whole Social Security phenomenon? You know, there's a generation who totally thought, okay, Social Security is going to be my mm -hmm. retirement because that's all that was put in my ear. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get a job, they're paying the Social Security, so then when you get ready to retire. And so it wasn't until my husband came along and said, look, sugar, that, that's, we, we not, act like Social Security don't exist. Mm -hmm. And this is how much of your check mm -hmm. that we're going to put away. Mm -hmm. He said, because you're going to want to enjoy your money when you get older. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm like, I want to spend my money now. <laughs> but he, you know, and so there's a 10-year difference with him he and I, and I appreciate the push of teaching on money. And so that, I think, is missing in our African-American mm -hmm, culture, mm -hmm. is making sure that we're taught about money. Yes. This is Libby. I agree, I totally agree with, agree with you. And, and um, I, I think the planning part is essential. Mm -hmm. And I think that what we, even in the smallest element, of being able, uh, for instance, like I said, I am a contractor, so my budgeting is very essential to me. I have to make sure that everything that I do is budgeted. And I do, I'm, I'm from, from the fact that I'm going to buy lunch three times a week, that's part of my budget. It's important because I do like to play. So I want to know how much money I have for play. I'm thinking about playing now. I've been looking at which weekend I'm going to play. So that's important for me. And just I just took off a whole week of work. That's no money. For the whole week, I, get, I won't get a dime. But guess what? I have fixed my life so and planned and so that the one week of pay is sufficient enough for me to still be able to survive and do the things that I need to do. So to me, that's how you have to do. You have to think about the fact that yes, you're gonna live in life, you're gonna do things, you're gonna spend money, you're not gonna just always live and put back, put back, put back, because life is going to happen. Cars gonna break down, mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna have to replace something in the house or whatever's gonna have, something's gonna go on with the children where you have to spend. But how do you plan 
That's part of the savings. But how do you plan for that and the savings? Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Because the truth of the matter, the savings is supposed to be for the retirement. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary for things when things break down. Yes. And so that's 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 the part that I put in budget for mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. When my engine went out, it was already in budget. If something happens, a catastrophic event happens, mm -hmm. how much would I have to be able to pay for it? Do you see what I mean? Paid seventeen hundred dollars for it mm -hmm. less than a month later the engine went out and i had to go buy a car mm -hmm. but if if you have it all within the plan of your budget because i budget monthly mm -hmm. and then when i when i see something a wave coming that's changing i go into that spreadsheet and i change it mm -hmm. and i go and say oh, okay this ain't gonna look good this month mm -hmm. this gonna look mm -hmm. bad so that means i'm mm -hmm. not gonna be able to travel in march mm -hmm. but i'm surely gonna go somewhere in april mm -hmm. You, and and I go on vacation on a budget. People think, oh, you stay in such a nice hotel. I go off peak time. Mm -hmm. When y'all are taking your children, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> so I go on the off peak time because guess what? A $400 night hotel is $200 some dollars. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it's way less during the off peak, off peak time. So you can put all of that in your budget and in your plan and Figure out where you want to be in five years. Yes. Not necessarily yes. planning for your retirement. That's good. You have to. But what are you going to be doing in two years? What's the plan for your money in three? What's the plan for your money in five? And that's what I'm in, in, in six years. How am I going to move from here to getting this franchise? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Then once I get the franchise, what does that look like for my retirement? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yes, because a lot of times we don't aggressively go back and change. So let's say if That's there's true. increase yeah. that comes to the household, mm -hmm. we don't go back, like you said, right. and add. And I think it happens on the front end too, um, Lib. When we get that salary or we get that, mm -hmm. that new job or that new money or that new income, we don't go ahead and box in the plan and we go ahead mm -hmm. and we max out mm -hmm. with our lifestyles and mm -hmm. living mm -hmm. and so it has to be a conscious planning mm -hmm. like you said mm -hmm. and um i want to talk about for women you know because you know i as you heard me say i leaned in and, and i talked about how my husband mm -hmm. talks about planning for a retirement and savings and things like that and i didn't have a lot of knowledge of mm -hmm. and that's the area that he leads but what i've also found is after talking to financial planners that men are more better with the planning and women we kind of on the outskirts and don't know how mm -hmm. to plan mm -hmm. and how to save mm -hmm. so when we start talking about investments mm -hmm. and savings and things like that that kind of goes out of over our head but we, we know how to spend but we haven't gotten the mindset of knowing how to save and prepare for the future and that's one of the things you know being this whole women's empowerment mm -hmm. um, personnel uh, and, and concept I want us as women to kind of dive in on in on how does that make you feel I mean Lib you have done a great job of talking from a single perspective mm -hmm. of savings but um, Delois and Vicki can mm -hmm. you uh, weigh in a little bit on that you know I um, I understand culturally um, as society has relegated women to less than when it comes to men but um, I guess I've been privileged to know some some bad mama jammas. Mm -hmm. I know some sisters that know how to save. They know how to invest. Because I think, and it's, I, I, one of the um, uh, phrases that I use often is, you got to play the hand you've been dealt. And, and Alicia, you, you're a blessed woman when you, you're, you're married to a financial planner. Okay. And, and so many are not. Mm -hmm. 
and they trying to figure it out, Dolores, as they go. And so, um, but, but I think we, it, the empowerment piece is knowledge. The more we can find out, it's knowledge, it's wisdom. And so, and there's a scripture that comes to mind, iron sharpens iron. You got to get with people. I want to rub with you a little bit. I want to rub with you a little bit and I want to glean from your best. We got to come out of those silos and those places where we're off in the corner as women and don't want to connect and tell people what we need. And wanna, we want to perpetrate. When we came to Atlanta 33 years ago, this is what came to me. We're in the land of illusions. You can be whatever you want to be. Whatever you, what, what, whatever you want to be. Come on, whatever come on. You, if you want to drive a certain car, you want to live in a certain house, you can make that, create that illusion, but it ain't real. Mm-hmm. It's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, you're going home, you can't even pay for anything. Oh and goodness. so here we are still, 33 years down the road, it's still the land of illusion. illusion. But something you said, Liv, something you said, Dolores, something you even said, and the word that came to me was delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. We got to raise our children to be, to, to put it off. You don't have to have everything you want. You plan, Mm -hmm. you put it aside Mm -hmm. and you wait. There's a benefit for delayed gratification. You don't have to have everything you want today. And so I, I think that I didn't, my, my mom, let me tell you this. My, I was one of uh, five children I was second born. My dad gave me his checkbook every month to write out every week he got paid to write out their bills. That was my responsibility. And then my brother and I would get on the bus and go pay their bills. But they taught me how to manage money. Mm-hmm. So I knew about a checking account when I was a little girl. And so I had to pass that on to my child and I hope she'll pass it on, but we've got to pass some of these lessons on to children that are behind us. Oh, well, I'll just say, Vicki, you're on point with all of those things you said. But what I will say too, uh, we're living longer now. Mm-hmm. And so I do know as a fact, because I've had many friends, as I said, I come from a corporate background mm-hmm. and many of my friends took early retirements because these jobs were offering mm-hmm. all this big money if you take these early retirements. Mm-hmm. And so what has happened is money's running out. Mm-hmm. Right. If yes. that money has really, and, and people now having to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I, unfortunately, well, thank God, I would say thank God, uh, that I am not one had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. When I left corporate America, I was 48 years old. Mm-hmm. And I am proud to say this year, hopefully I can get me some Medicare this year. <laughs> but, um, but I haven't had to go back to corporate America yeah. uh, because I do know how to make adjustments in my life. Mm-hmm. I never really lived on a budget like Liv talked mm-hmm. about, and I wish. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is make it better for my kid and my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's one of my things about le- leaving a legacy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I definitely know how to plan to do that. Things I didn't know in my younger years, yes. I know now. I sometimes wish, man, if I could have been that person I am today, mm-hmm. yes. years back, where yes. I would be yes. today. Yes. Because I, I just know I'm just so well-rounded now Mm -hmm. the things I know now so that's why I'm in the community every week Mm -hmm. trying to put programs out there to the community so they'll know about financial literacy Mm -hmm. learn about money so that is kind of what Mm -hmm. I do when Mm -hmm. I say I'm retired without retirement because I'm still out working Mm -hmm. without pay Mm -hmm. but it's gratifying to me because I'm helping somebody and I I think also too when I think about um, when it comes to retirement and just money, period, that we have to be able to see ourselves with changing habits. Because, you know, we'll get the information. 
We'll get the information. We'll we'll see the information. We'll know, but we're not changing habits mm-hmm. that re- that will give us the results that we want on the end. And I think it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never too late to start. Um, teaching about money yes. learning new habits learning how what you just said the long-term gratification mm-hmm. you know a uh, period because it gives us uh, the ideas to have an advantage for the future and then when we look at our other um you know other cultures mm-hmm. you know they're dealt a different hand they have a head start mm-hmm. you know but we can't continue to just hold on to the fact that they just had a head start mm-hmm. because now we have had the education and we've had the introduction to it, but we have to change our habits as a culture. Uh, this is Libby. I do. I agree with that. And that's how I got to the uh, Dolores, the budgeting place is that I did have to change those habits. And I had to realize that, you know, this household is a one income household and that that income is going to be responsible for all things in this household. And I had to realize that I needed to find a way to uh be secure and comfortable in my financial situation, but also still be able to do some of the things I want to do. So I, I agree with the change in heaven. I think it's very imperative, especially for the black community, because we are lacking that. We we don't know how to do that. Nobody has given that to us. And so we find ourselves, you know, in the place where quickly, Vicki, you said something about or uh, Alicia, you said something about how men uh, most like are, are naturally uh, good with finances and that's pretty much because they have been in the leadership position mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know society was given to them that they would be the toilers they would be the leaders and we have been those who had to get permission from them and so I think now that as women in, in this empowerment world that we have come to the place where we now can own our own gifts and yes. own our own yes. things that we are now heavy contributors mm-hmm. whether it is mm-hmm. a lot of space and time and service or whether it is in the financial way but it's still delayed gratification mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. because I think we're still receiving something Mm -hmm. and that's why we're blessed that's why we can stay afloat Mm -hmm. because I do think that we are saying we are happy where we are we're thankful for where we are but we know that there's a there's a better place for us to go how do we get from A to Z Mm -hmm. we got Mm -hmm. it we talked about Mm -hmm. it we got a plan for it so all right well are there any closing um, any closing remarks on uh, retirement I just say start saving now. Mm-hmm. Put your money in an hour. Get a financial planner. Mm-hmm. But just start saving something. Life is what you make it. I do believe that retirement is a, 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 a mindset. And we have to desire. What do, you, what do you want it to look like? I don't think we wait till we get 65 to do it. Let's get a mindset. Create a mindset. How do you want life to look like for you at that age and if we're depending on social security if we're depending on company uh, pensions i think we're making a mistake we have got to create other streams of income so that we can have the quality of life that we want and i would just say too that if you are in that second wave of career after retirement negotiate well Mm -hmm. negotiate well don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to ask for your worth Mm -hmm. because believe it or not that the next person come behind you will get what yes. you think that you were worth. So just negotiate well going in. That's good. 
And I just want to say, don't be afraid to reach out for help. If it's not your area of expertise and if it's not your your strength area, you know, raise your hand. Find a financial advisor, you know, get with a friend that is well um, doing well in their finances and be transparent and just say, I want to do better. I want to be a better steward of my finances. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our retirement um, talk on today. Um, this is Alicia V. Cash, and you can follow me on Instagram at Alicia Cash and on Facebook. This is Vicki B. Turner. It's been my privilege and honor to be with you today. You can follow me on Facebook, Vicki B. Turner. This is Dolores Grizzle, and you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, ncbwdecab.com. This is Libya Baker. You can follow me on Facebook and also on Instagram and Twitter at Reverend Libby Speaks. See you all next week.